Are you worried about how you look and sound on camera? Do you ever stop your content idea right in its tracks when that fear grips you right before you go live? On this episode of Dealcasters, we're joined by the Manly Pinterest guy, who's also the international speaker and visual marketing consultant, Jeff C., who specializes in Pinterest, Instagram, and also live video. He's also worked with some of the largest brands in the space and brings his knowledge, expertise, and experience to the Dealcasters table. So pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, and get ready to get manly. Well, thank you so much. This is fun. I love I love not having to press all the buttons, which is really, really <laughs> exactly. nice. You know, you just show up and that's... You guys You're the talent job. today. Lean back and just right. be the talent. <laughs> right. so, so Jeff, tell us about, you know, how did you end up in social media? I know you've been in it for, for quite a while. T- tell us the Jeff C story because it, it probably could be a movie or, or even a book if it isn't already. Uh, yeah. And, and Brad Pitt should be play me. I think <laughs> nice. it's a good thing. So no. So the funny thing is Jim and I, and Jim and I met over here uh, at Google plus. So that's where it all started for me. Actually, uh, what I did is I had this little um, uh, like digital agency here in Longview. I did, you know, commercials. I got into video when nonlinear editing systems first came out, like Adobe Premiere, which I've been using since it came out. Um, and I started doing the social media thing. I started telling my clients they needed to do it. I'm like, well, I better do it too. Started writing a blog, and I wrote this blog called Mainly Pinterest Tips Number One, where it was uh, my daughter and I sharing a secret board. It kind of blew up. And back then in the day. Before Facebook and all these other places, Google Plus and Google Hangouts were like the Wild West of um, live video. I remember we went, I went to South by Southwest with Ronnie Bencer, who was this Google Hangouts guy about video. And we interviewed Guy Kawasaki before I knew him with this contraption like on this pole with we duct tape like a, like a, a cell phone and we called people back and it was just, and it had the speakers that we, hanging off of it. It was this jury rig thing because it was the wild west of live video. Started doing that. Um, Google Plus went nuts. I started a, a live show over there in Hangouts called Manly Pinterest Tips because everybody wanted me to do one. Uh, that led to me getting a gig at Social Media Examiner um, doing their Pinterest. And then they had me speak. And then I've been speaking there ever since. I think I spoke there the, I was the fifth time I did it. And that's it. I mean, that's how it all started. I could trace it all back to those little circles on Google Plus. Well, and I can tell you, Chris, uh, one of the most eye-opening things to me, and this was probably, I think it was 2017 uh, when Jeff was speaking, and it's like I learned all this stuff about fonts and colors, and that's like it, it was like mind blowing to me because you know I had just started in social media, and you know I I was like wow, I'm thinking way too simple, but you know Jeff, I I know that's something I'll, I'll never forget, and of course uh, you know you. I think you were also even uh, doing something with uh, Rebecca Radice as well, yeah. and uh, and yeah, yeah, and then we've uh, had a chance. You know, it was unfortunate this past year we didn't get to hang out in uh, San Diego, but it's always it's always been fun to get to to hang out with you and Eric yeah. and, and and some of the other folks that uh, that we see. And what was what was neat, like pre pandemic, I know you weren't able to make it, but um, Eric came to Social Media Week Lima. Which is in August this right. year, and I, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to make it because I know you guys have a lot on your schedule. But that was a great uh, got to know you. You know, as I used to say, your your other half, Eric, uh, quite a bit better. <laughs> yeah, uh, another another yeah. amazing human being. 
So just, I want to like go back and how important like these relationships are. And, you know, people say, ah, it's social media, whatever. I can trace everything back to like the gig I have with Guy Kawasaki right now. Uh, I produce his, his live show and also his podcast, Remarkable People, which is, goes crazy. I mean, it, we were on Clubhouse the other day with Jane Goodall and he's had Martha Stewart on. I mean, it's like I get to listen and edit really interesting conversations and make money doing it. So, uh, but I can trace that all back to a post that I made, uh, commenting on, on, on Peg Fitzpatrick's post and then a friendship developed and I helped her with stuff. She helped me. She runs all guys social. So five, seven years later, here I am producing his show, but it all came from those relationships that you make on this, you know, these goofy little platforms, but you can really, you know, Jim and I had a little fun debate about clubhouse because, you know, I kind of poo poo it. A lot of people like it. And so, I mean, it, my thing is it doesn't matter. Google plus isn't even around anymore. And I built my business off of it. And so, and I'm still reaping the benefits. So it doesn't matter if you're building good relationships. And I think people forget that the first part of social media is social, right? And a lot of people will take social media and they'll use it to trumpet a bunch of things that's related to their business. Well, you got to be on this, you got to be on this, got to be on this, got to be this. And of course, you can't be and lean into everything. Nobody's got all the time. Right to do that. But I think where you find the platform that you're in, whether it's Pinterest or whether it's Twitter or whether it's Clubhouse or lean into that and actually be social, it can turn into some really great relationships um, personally. And like from a business perspective, I'm sure you've gotten a ton of business just because you actually were a social person, believe it or not, on Pinterest, right? Or on Google Plus or or these things that may have sunset at this point. Yeah. And it's just making, I mean, and you, I did a lot of stuff for free for a lot of people. When you first get started, you just are making relationships and stuff. And you never ask, you know, I, you guys, I'm sure since you started doing this show and the success that you've had over there, you probably get pitches every day. Like, I need to be on your show. And here's why. And, you know, you can tell that they haven't even watched your show. They just saw you have some numbers. That's the classic so one. You don't, you just don't do the ask. Most of the times when people ask me on your show, they're not a good fit to be on your show. Um, and so it's just, it's, you do things for people and that organically happens. Like I knew Jim from a long time, I mean, back and forth. And we, you know, I ask him questions like offline, like, are you doing this Amazon thing? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, he's an expert. He needs to be on our show. And I mean, all this (laughs) stuff and it just, it just happens organically. You can't force it or it feels really, really fake. Yeah, there's yeah. a ton of people that are doing live shows or they're doing a podcast, uh, you know, and that's great. But then there's a lot of people that may be writing a book or they're a keynote speaker or they're doing right. these things and they're using a podcast or a live stream as their marketing, their free marketing. Like I'm just right. going to target a bunch of people or I'm going to hire someone that's just going to scatter shot so that I can show up, talk about everything that I want to talk about on a particular platform. But it's like when you're on this show, of course, you're, you know, you're the you're the feature, um, you know, you're the, the quote unquote star, but you're here to just talk, to serve, to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to do what you're going to do. It's not like you're going through, okay, here's my list of 32 things that I have right. to talk about. Buy my, stuff. Right. Buy, my, buy my stuff and do all of that stuff. And, and I think that comes across um, in, in both ways. If somebody's showing up and doing that other stuff where they're drilling down, guess what? There's 32 podcasts that that person did. They all sound alike. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't it just doesn't come across and, and and is a is a good podcast doing something that is or organic and social like a lot of what you guys do is what resonates with people. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, and and you can tell like um, 
and you've interviewed enough people that this has happened. And this is something that, you know, if you do this, you probably need to work on. And if you don't, this is a, a skill that you have is that like when you interview somebody like Jim, both of you guys do this is you don't, you can tell when people are just waiting for you to stop talking to bring it back to you. And you've had guests on here who have liked that. You're like, they're just waiting. Okay, let me tell you about my new course because I've got this really course and all you have to do is go here, here, and here. And it just seems like, I call them used car salesmen, like mm-hmm. guests, you know? And and if you get lucky enough and you've been blessed enough that people are asking you to come provide value for an online summit, for a podcast episode, for a live video, um, if you're, if you are doing the interviewing, you are going to make, you always make the guests the feature like you guys have done here. When I had Jim on my show, I wasn't talking about everything that I did. I was like, Jim, so how do you feel about this? And why do you do this that way? They are the focus of the attention like you guys do. And if you can learn that, then you are going to be super valuable to be on other shows because people really want that kind of conversation and relationship. Yeah. And your show won't be boring. <laughs> you know, because it'll be the same thing every time. It's like, um, yeah, that's fantastic. It's it, that, that's great advice, I think, for for podcasters, for live streamers, for content creators. Um, just you know, be be real um, in the, in that situation. And you know, if you want to market yourself, just make yourself searchable. Right? Mm-hmm. And, right, and 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 then when you show up in places like this, yeah, don't don't. Don't be spilling the same sales information you did on 48 prior podcasts. That's awesome. And, and, you know, that's the thing too, Chris, you know, watching Jeff, whether it was when he was on social media examiner show with Eric or just even with his new show. That's one thing I always admire about Jeff is he's, you know, he practices what he preaches, right? He's always helping everyone learn, get better. I mean, even when I saw him speak in person, right? It wasn't like he was like, you know, hey, if you want to become part of my course, do this or that. It's like, you know, hey, guys, here's some free stuff to make you smarter. I've never felt like like Jeff is a is a salesy guy. And I think, you know, and like you said, we've done a lot of, uh, you know, behind the scenes communication. You know, uh, they used to, you know, they were struggling for a while to get on LinkedIn Live. And, you know, I was humbled that he would reach out right. to me because I was like, I got kind of lucky how I got on LinkedIn Live. And we know there's still a ton of people out there like, how do I get on LinkedIn Live? It's you know I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, it's a crapshoot. Yeah, do we want to now? I I I, I don't know. I, we're, we've we've I've really enjoyed the engagement that I have had because we so us as you guys have this is like Amazon Live. If you're watching somewhere else, you need to come to Amazon Live because that's the focus of this. Ours is just like going news and going everywhere, and Amazon is a destination, which has been great because we're making money over there, but. Um, LinkedIn Live has a great community, and I've had some really good success of um, of building that up because I just I don't know, just people are talking, and it's still awesome. It just feels more than Facebook is sometimes, I guess. Oh, I would yeah, definitely maybe it's the right show. That. It's the yeah. right show on LinkedIn. I think yeah, there's a probably, lot of you're probably stuff right. It's probably there. a good yeah because it's it's about news and social media and stuff. So you're probably right about that. Yeah. So Jeff, what what really got you started, I guess, in live streaming? Because even like, and, and I know we talked about this the other day that maybe you're going to bring it back this summer. But like, you know, you've even had some fun stuff where like you were uh, doing wood carving, right. and right. while you're wood carving these projects, right? Like Chris, he literally does this over like a series of shows, and he has a conversation with the audience. It was it was it's really uh, 
a lot of fun. So who knows? Wood carving could be coming to Amazon Lives. You know, I thought about doing it because that would make sense over at Amazon because people are always asking me where they get the knives and the tools and all that stuff. And I was doing it on Twitch. I originally started that just because um, I saw Mark Schaefer uh, do some painting. And I thought, that's really good. It was right when COVID started and everyone was locked down. Everyone's kind of freaking out. And I just did it mainly like... I went live every day for like two or three weeks and just sit there and just talked. I had a topic like, what's your favorite movie and whatever. And I just carved and showed them the processes. And people thought it was like that ASMR, you know, where the people, hey, hello. You know, <laughs> like Bob, I was like the wood carving bearded Bob Ross is what it turned out to be. And they really liked it. And that's the one thing. And I, I don't know why I haven't done it. I just, it's time. You know how that is. But it was, um, um, everybody has asked more more about that than anything else. So. Really crazy. Very cool. Very cool. And I know we've got some people um, joining in the chat. And uh, Gina Capone on over on Amazon says, "Yes, the exact same thing happened to me. I ran chat to chat rooms from 2001 to 2010, and a healthcare blogger from 2005 to 2008, and that's how I became a healthcare speaker and a community manager for .dot orgs as well. I feel like Jeff's story is mine. So thanks, Gina oh, Capone, cool. for chiming in. Yeah. That's a that's great. And I think." The other great thing I think um, about Amazon, speaking of, is just like how massive you're you're casting Gosh. a net, right? And so, it, of course, it's not as lean in as some of these other platforms mm -hmm. are. But when you do kind of poke in, and I know your show is more like, "Hey, um, this this works here." Um, but when you do poke in on Amazon and you've taken, um, you know, the, the, all the great information that Jim shared with you on your show and whatnot, what have you learned from your experience on Amazon? What have, what have you sort of taken away? Well, the, that it's, it's, it reminds me of the Wild West of Hangouts on Google+. Plus. It really does. But I think that, I mean, the views that you get and even the time watched are really higher compared to some of the other platforms. Uh, if you look at kind of the analytics. And I love the analytics they give you. It's still kind of clunky. It's like Periscope where you have to start it here and then hit your phone and then that kind of stuff. They'll get better. And I really wish I could bring comments on screen. That's right. one of the other things because everybody likes to see their face. And I think if they could do that on Amazon Live, oh my gosh, because people would love to see that. I feel like Amazon's more of the public arena. Of the, it's like you're at the mall. Like, you know, when they you, see, you, know, you go and have your choir and you stand in, and sing at the mall, your mom would have to come. And it's like that. I mean, you're there. And you're 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 in front of all these people walking by at the mall, and 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 depending on how well, like you have a very, and I actually used some of your ideas when I was even crafting my own lower thirds and stuff for my show, is because you're wanting to catch the eye. Well, somebody walking by the mall, it's like window shopping. What are they? Oh, dealcasters, unmute. What you know? And doing that, I mean, that's really catchy. And I think so. I took some of that stuff, and if you look at my show. I've got this moving background. And I also went to like um, CNN and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And, and I actually did a screenshot and then built my graphics by, you know, yeah. putting them in Photoshop and building them exactly the same way, the same dimensions and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff you can learn from that. But uh, Amazon Live, I think it is. It's like the mall, you're there. Um, people stop. The people who really want to learn more, then they go in the store or they put it, you know, anything you see below, down below here, make sure you add it. To your uh, your your cart, you may not want to get it now, but let's go ahead and add it. You know that kind of a thing <laughs> because you know it's good for us. But I mean, it's I just think it's the there there seems to be less friction. Like mm -hmm. shoppers are already on Amazon, right? Right. And those people are we've talked about this before are primed to buy. 
Um, and so I've really enjoyed too. It's kind of been a bonus for me as I get a, a like we had Holly Homer on our show who did Quirky Mamas, a million plus Facebook group. Uh, she has like five books. I put all her books underneath there. So people buy her books right from from where I was doing it. I did the same with Mark Schaefer. Uh, I had um, uh, Lou Mangello, one of my favorite guys who does Walt Disney World Radio on the show. He has like five books and I could put his audio you know, tours, everything on there. And that makes them feel good. If you can tell your guests like, hey, I'm selling your stuff right. underneath my show. This is really... And I mean, Holly's reached out like, how do I do this? How do I get on Amazon yeah. Live? So it's really, really... It's good as you as a host to offer that to your guests, especially if they're an author. I really love, and you touched on this, uh, your show, and I just, you spoke about the the whole CNN vibe and the whole news Mm -hmm. vibe. I think that's what struck me uh, first and foremost when I jumped on this stream is like, this looks like as good or in better in some cases any sort of news show. And, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that I know went into this. You, you said, Oh, I just, I, I copied services, you know, a CNN vibe and you, you did that, but I mean, you're obviously, you know, skilled in video editing and, and graphic editing as well, but you use a couple of different things as far as, uh, you know, putting this, this stuff together. I'd be interested to, um, to find out. And I know the, the viewers would be interested as well. I know Ecamm here has got to be in mm-hmm. the mix. But if you notice that blue, that blue background, and I seriously, from your stuff, uh, Chris, is when I looked at the Dealcaster stuff, it's like, man, that really pops. And you know, first of all, it kind of looks like showy. You're like, uh, but mm-hmm. you're trying to catch those people walking by at the mall. That's right. And you're trying, it's the same thing on Facebook. I'm trying to get people to stop the scroll. So things that I would do different for like a webinar is I would do a different background than what I'm using there. That blue background that was going, that is totally designed for them to catch the eye. I've also, I've also broken all of our shows and Grace Duffy, my co-host, is she's been on it and she came with me from Social Media Examiner. She's always been the producer behind the scenes and we break down the show and we kind of streamlined it to three segments that we have. All those segments are programmed into my stream deck so I can bring up like the opening title that comes up and then I can bring up the, the uh, segment and like, and I have all of them laid off across the top. Well, right below each of my guests, I have their title so I can bring up their lower third. So like I already have this still programmed this. I'm not Jim fuse, but I still have Jim fuse programmed on my stream deck that I can just talk, do there right underneath where I can toggle his camera. And then I have the same thing for Grace. So I have them laid out in grids in the same way with all my calls to actions and also all of my uh, titles and whatnot that I'm bringing up. Like when Jim was on, our title for the show was getting started on Amazon Live. And so I just had that going. And then when we went to the next segment, it was setting up. How do we set it up? And so I could just easily toggle that. And then, you know, that was... And then why should you go live? So we had those three segments that I have promed programmed into the stream deck. And so it's really simple if you set them up uh, to do. And I love the stream deck for switching cameras and doing all that kind of stuff, uh, uh, doing lives. I mean, I really... It's overwhelming if you think about it. Uh, And I've been doing this, like I said, through the Google Plus days. You don't need to do all that fancy smanchy stuff when you first start going live. But just like Jim... uh, I mean, uh, Chris does at the beginning where he has the unmute thing, all that stuff... You can add those things as you start getting more comfortable. And if you, the cool thing about live video is like, if you mess up, it's not that big a deal. No one has ever went, I'm not watching your show anymore because you had the wrong lower third up. Nobody's, because I'm all the time, I'll put like, Jim was up the other day and I may have had Grace, you know, Grace's thing up. And I'm like, "Um, sorry. 
you know, it just happens. But nobody's ever left my show because of that. Yeah. So Gina's got a question, uh, Jeff, and she's like uh, that she's always been more of like behind the, the, as you said, computer screen type of person wants to get started with, I guess, being on camera, but she's nervous. Do you have any tips on how to make that transition? Yeah. So I get nervous every time I go live. I got nervous before I went on this show. It's just it, use that to kind of spur you on to go on. So the other thing you do is practice. I practice before um, I really like when I even did this new show layout that, that uh, Chris showed at the beginning. Uh, I practice with that. I practice my camera switches. Um, but you can also go live. What I've done is I create a, a private Facebook group that only I have access to and I stream to that. So I it pretend it's like a real stream. I've even had, uh, I have friends come on so I can see how I can bring on guests and how I will use those those different layouts. Like in StreamYard, you have the different ones you can you can bring up. Uh, I played with that till I was comfortable. And you can do that live in a private group. So that's what I would do. And then um, the other thing is, is have a run of show, which means like, like I showed you at the beginning, I had like the opening title, had segment one, segment two, segment three. Think of those. Don't just go live and think, I'm just going to answer questions from the audience. Because when you do that, you'll get there. There won't be an audience and you won't have anybody. You'll be like, okay, I'm waiting for people to come in. And that just doesn't look good. So I have a habit and I've done this for every show and everything that I do is I, when I go live, I have 10 questions. I may not use them. Um, and if the cool thing is if like an audience member asks something similar, I'll use their question instead of mine because I want to bring them up on screen. I want to highlight them. And so that's what I would do. And then if you, if you like, you're still struggling. Have, I was a magician for a while in college too. So uh, have plants in your audience. There's nothing wrong with asking your friends to show up to your live and go, hey, can you ask this question? I right did that on. all the time when I first started. A lot of it's getting the reps in, which you touched on. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, and, and sometimes, sometimes like when I first started doing it, I wouldn't go live. I would record myself. And of course, you're yeah. your own worst critic. And eventually you got to hit that big red button and, and go live. But the great news is the first show you do live, hardly anybody's watching. So, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, it's, you know, mom, no, like yeah. you said, no one's going to remember it. And the second one's going to be better. The third one's going to be better than that. Um, man, great advice. This is, uh, this is amazing. The other thing I want to tell a funny. So I remember that first, like my first big guest, I got Guy Kawasaki to come on the show. And if you don't know who he was, he's the, was the chief evangelist for when Steve Jobs was at Apple, he was like selling the Mac. I mean, he's a big guy in the tech space and founders and all this stuff. So I cashed in all my chips. I had Peg ask if he'd be on my show. I got him on the show. We're getting ready to go live. We're in the green room. It's like three, two, one. And I have a water bottle like this. It's a plastic one. And I turned and I hit the bottom of this thing and it cracked and it just dropped out. And all of a sudden, whoosh, my whole crotch is soaking wet. And we're live <laughs> with Guy Kawasaki. Hello, everybody. It was, I had this really nice surprise look on my face. It was probably some false, you know. False excitement. But, <laughs> yes. But the thing is, so you're sitting there at the wet undies for the entire show. But the thing is, is you just got, things will go wrong. Your internet will go down. Your guest won't show up. You try to plan for as much as you can, but just know things are going to happen and you're going to mess up. There's some days I can't get, I stumble over words. I say the wrong, it's just going to happen and you're just going to have to, you just have to go. So I hope that helped. Well, and do you feel like, Jeff, I think that because there's been so much live video, 
I feel like people are more forgiving. And I think even sometimes, you know, the the folks on it will just say on some of the other tubes are so worried about making a perfect video to upload. It's like just, you know, just do yeah, it. You and, can edit and post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I just think it's kind of funny that that uh it's gotten away. I mean, because you know, we don't even know what we're gonna say five minutes from now, but uh but we know it's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. But and, and a lot, I mean, there is that kind of you want to be professional, of course. I mean, Jim's not saying not to be professional, and you want to make the best show possible. You plan for the best you can. You think of like, okay, if my guest doesn't show up, what am I gonna do? What happens is if they drop out? You need to have a plan for like because I've had that happen. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden the guest freezes and you are on stage. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna cancel the show, or you're gonna talk a while trying to get them back. So you have to make those kind of plans, but but your audience, I've never had somebody that's, this is stupid, I'm leaving. They've never right. done that. And I've done thousands of hours of live streaming. Right. And this has kind of come full circle because uh, Phil Hill has joined us in uh, on Amazon Live. And uh, we had Phil on last week. Um, mm-hmm. And so this completely um, you know correlates to this. And so we uh, had our little you know get together at the front end, getting ready to go live. And we noticed there was some sound issues. Um, we were trying to solve those sound issues before we go live. And so we kind of kept kicking the can down the road to, you know, cause like you said, it's like, are people really waiting for you to go live? You can kind of wait and go later and get everything right. solved. So that sounds right. But even though we thought we had it right, when we actually did go live, those sound issues were there and they were actually a little worse. And so we were live. <laughs> You know, yeah. and so we're live here on Amazon, you know, tens of thousands of, you know, the car buying public mm-hmm. is here to, to hear these sound issues. And Jim and I didn't, we didn't freak out. Phil, to his yeah. credit, he didn't freak out. And we just kind of were like, you know what, there's, there's some sound issues going on. We're going to, we're going to pop you backstage. Let's make sure, just give us a high sign, make sure that everything's cool. Jim and I just kind of went on, we brought him back on, still some sound issues, but we just went. And, yeah. and for whatever reason, 10 minutes in, they just solved themselves mm-hmm. and everything was fine. But I know some people, you know, Jeff would probably like freak out and like, you know, wet themselves. It wouldn't be actual water, <laughs> right. um, you know, actual and then, yeah. and then hit stop and just like go cry and cower in the corner. And right. it works against you in that situation. If we didn't hit red and go live you know, we wouldn't have learned something. And had, I felt like a great interview with Phil Hill. Absolutely. And the lady who had the question before about nervous going live at first, it is a lot easier. And that's why I did it. When I first started the Manly Pinterest Tip Show, I had four other guys. And we pretty much asked one question and we go down the line and the show was over. I mean, that was it was really easy. So it's always easier if you do have a partner you can go live with because you can... I call them per- like Periscope videos when it's just you talking and you're like, eh, little, little, you're trying to figure out. It's a lot easier if you have somebody else, a guest that you can interview or you have like what Chris and Jim have done and what I do with Grace on my show, have somebody there that you can bounce things off if things don't go right. I mean, Grace and I are always talking. We have the the notes up on Google Doc and we'll be like, hey, he already answered this question. Let's skip it. And so we're talking amidst it. And that, that's a skill that you'll develop as you do more and more. but there's stuff that happens behind the scenes and it's easy. Like if I'm like, I need a drink of water, I can leave her on, you know, right. full screen while I'm getting something. Or if I'm trying to diagnose a problem, like why does this guest have an echo or something like that? Having another person uh, uh, really helpful to have that kind of buffer. I think that's a great point. In yeah. fact, you know, cause I started my live streaming with Tim Sohn and I think that was the whole thing. If I didn't have Tim as my co-host, 
I don't know that I would have stuck to it, right? I think even mm-hmm. it's that whole like it's an accountability partner, like okay, we're going live every every week, you know, and so it's like that pressure's on. You don't want to be the one that says, "Oh, I don't want to go live this week." You do it with, without <laughs> right. me, yeah. uh, right. you know. And so I think you know I, that's something, Gina, that you might want to consider. Is there someone that you uh, get along with that maybe you could start a show together? I, I definitely that think that helps. I mean, what's funny is when I got approved for Amazon Live. You know, I, I think well, Chris was the first person I talked to when I I mean I was like I was like, Hey Chris, I just got approved for Amazon Live. You want to do a show with me? And we thought of the show name and everything because it's like right. I watched and you've watched them as well, <laughs> Jeff, some of what these other people do. And it's like I'm not gonna be this guy that's gonna sit there by myself and say, Hey, this is the uh the stand of the session right. due to you. This is great. <laughs> What do you think? Yeah, Jim? never, well, never try to sell that one, Jim. That comes with the yeah. mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not a good salesman, right there. Yeah. yeah. So Jeff, you, um, let's talk a little bit about social media news live, if we could. And those that are mm-hmm. watching on Amazon, or maybe they're they're listening to a podcast at, uh, later when when we repurpose it. I think what you guys do from a from a run of show perspective, and you've you've touched on it how you and Grace sort of work together really well as a, as a team. But you also you start the show and then there's a kind of a pre-show sort of conversation and then you fire up the podcast uh, machine as well. And so for those that um, are on Amazon right now and they're watching and they're listening to us and you don't know that there are podcasts available to you on Amazon, all you got to do is download an Amazon Music app for free and look and you know download social media news live here it is um on amazon live uh with uh the manly bearded one jeff c on the cover. why is grace not on the cover by the way i know we need to we we, so when we first started it was still up in the air if she's gonna be able to join me or not and so luckily i we need to redo some a lot of different artwork so you know how it is it's all a work in progress right. oh absolutely absolutely and look right. at look at this latest episode is with some guy named jim fuse <laughs> i know uh, talking about amazon live how amazing is that so and that was a good show that was a really good show but you've had really some and you get and this is a this is a testament to how not you know not just the people you know but how connected you are and how and there these are incredible amounts of information like how to maximize you know facebook but specific facebook stuff from experts that's current tiktok um right here the rachel peterson show and of course mark schaefer who's a legend as well and you know youtube shorts with uh, rob balasabas who's with two buddy this is a fantastic podcast and um so for those of you who um you know are on Amazon, didn't know that this existed for free. Uh, be sure, of course, you can listen to Dealcasters later, but go listen to Social Media News <laughs> Live. So, Jeff, when you guys are doing your run of show and you're um, and you're doing that, are you just basically okay? This is where we're going to start, basically the recording of what becomes this audio podcast. Is that how that that's going? Yeah. So, I, and I've debated on how to. And Grace and I are always kind of refining the beginning of the show um, because. You know, we like we started really had a. When you look at our, our earlier episodes, we had kind of a long lead in before we got to what I call the kind of the meat. I like to have that, like, hey, welcome to because usually we're I'm laughing with like Jim behind stage, and it's hard to have like a clean break when you go live. You're like you're still laughing about something somebody said or somebody didn't like. Are we live? You know that kind of thing. And so, and also I like to talk to my audience. Then I like to like, hey, you know, because as you do this more and more. 
people, some, the same people will show up every time. Well, those are your super fans. Right. And I really want to call those people out. Like, hey, Sally Howe, you come watch everything. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. We'd love for you guys to share this out among the, the socials, blah, 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 blah. Call in anybody who wants to know about this kind of stuff. I like to do that. And then kind of, you know, because somebody may have a really good question that I want to have. And it also lets the live kind of kick off, you know, it's, it doesn't, unless people have signed up beforehand, other people, they're discovering in their feed. And I like to have a little bit of time. It's not long. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and then we go into like, hey, I'm going to start the podcast machine. That gives me a clean break for when I repurpose it for YouTube and when I also repurpose it for um, um, my podcast. But I also go back and I edit that pre-show stuff out on Facebook and LinkedIn. And that gives me a hard break to do that in. So Smart. if people watch the replay, boom, here we're starting the show. And so that's kind of why I do that. And the same thing at the end, I'm like, usually there's some questions that I haven't got to, but I'm, I want to make sure that the, the guests have time to leave if they need to, but we'll cut it off and say, Hey, you know, Jim, this was great. That was so funny. You said that blah, 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 blah. And you know, and I'll, I'll bring in some more questions. Sometimes we'll go, Hey, we're going live to clubhouse. You guys want to continue this conversation or, you know, just some fun stuff at the end. Like, um, when we had Lou Mangiello, I did a Disney trivia thing where I bought a t-shirt of his and gave it away and that kind of stuff. So it, we kind of do that kind of fun stuff at the end, but that's, that's kind of what we're, and then we may change it. I mean, the show format will probably stay the same, mm-hmm. but that we may trim or move or try different contests, whatever, but that's kind of what we're doing now. That's great. And and that's one of the great things about podcasting and, and a lot of times in live streaming, I know there are some rules, but generally there isn't rules. You can kind of like right. let your let your viewers, let your super fans, as you say, kind of dictate the way you should kind of flow. I mean, you got to stay true to what you you feel right. is is your your thing and your show. But that's the cool thing is you don't have to go. Oh well, we have to take a break here because this company said I have to do this, that, or the other. It's like you don't have mm-hmm. to do anything. You can you could do you know that kind of stuff and buy a shirt and go live on Clubhouse and and do all that fun stuff. Experiment, see what works, and see what sticks. If it doesn't stick, all right, cool. We shot our shot, right. and now right. we'll, we'll right. move on to something else. That's great. That's right. Right. So I mean, it's I mean the show flow getting that down to where you're comfortable. I think is is pretty is something that's pretty important. And so and, and Jim knows this from being on the show. So we like we have questions that we give to the guests before the show. But I will go ahead and like, oh, you said something that I really want to focus on. Da, 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 and we'll we'll go back and then like I and and we have certain section and it's usually after each segment is I have a time where I go back to the audience and like pull those questions. Or if I see a question that I already had in the document that I was going to ask that somebody asked that was similar, like, you know, what do you, what are the levels on Amazon Live? Well, I was going to ask that anyway of Jim, but I would rather pull up, you know, my super fans comment, get them on the screen and make it like they were going to, that I'm listening to them than something else. So that's what I really like to do. So it is a skill and it takes time because you're bouncing between a document to the comments to you like running the show. It's a lot when you first get started. So that's why it's great. Like we've talked about before is having a, you know, a, yeah. a guest or a, a co-host that you can count on and, and that kind of thing. So it'd be really hard to do all that by yourself. Yeah, now, Jeff, what, what, um, so what did, what really uh, drove you to start social media news live? Cause I know I'm sure you had other uh, opportunities uh, that you could have gone with, but what, uh, what made you think of, of this format? Well, I, Grace, so one of the shows that we did before, 
for the company that shall not be named. No, <laughs> we've already talked about, it. but we were doing shows over there. And like our, one of our Instagram episodes had like 15,000 uh, views on, on, on the uh, uh, YouTube. And we had like 2000. I mean, I, I remember looking at the, cause the stream deck um, actually has how many viewers you can program to. So how many view people are watching you. And I'm like, we have 500 people watching the show right now live. And I'm like, okay. And I knew Grace and I worked well together. And when they, you know, Mike wanted to take over the show and I'm like, I still want to do that, the show the way we did it. And we had some limitations we couldn't do. I couldn't ask certain people and, you know, and I, I like to ask people who interest me, right? Like I want Jim on the show because he helped me with stuff and he's, this is valuable information. And I know Jim, you know, knows his stuff. I want to have him on the show. I can ask who I want. So I'm in control. So that was a big thing. And I knew there was already an audience for it. I knew that it's, it is a struggle starting from zero after you've had so many people watching you live on one channel going and starting from nothing. It's really tough. And it's a big blow to your ego when you show, there's five people like, Oh, Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, so, but long term, I thought it would be a great thing. We could do some really cool stuff. I could do a podcast, build up a YouTube channel, that kind of stuff. And so that's, I already knew it. And I, and I also do a live show with Tailwind, which is kind of that Pinterest stuff we talked about before. And like we have 200 to 300 people watching live on that one. And so I know, I know that I can do a show. So I'm like, this makes sense for me to do. So that's kind of why we did that. And I love, it's in my industry and I love talking to these people like Mark Schaefer and Jim and, you know, it's, you know, it's fun. I think that's important if you love doing it. Yeah. And that's, you know, Jim and I say this all the time. Like if we didn't like doing this, we wouldn't do it. I mean, I, you know, even if there were, you know, if there was all kinds of, if there was more money than whatever we're making now, it's just sort of like, if it isn't fun, right. you know, right. don't do it. And the, the thing I love about your show, uh, you're in Grace's show, Jeff, is like, I think so many times we've watched shows and the content is like, oh man, this is so great, but I, I wish the camera wasn't pointing you know, pointed up their nose and there's a thumbprint on the, you know, or the lighting, it's just kind of bugging me that like there's a clicky sound happening or, you know, but the content's just so awesome. You can kind of ignore that, but my squirrel brain right, it's just hard. can't, yeah. you know, but then there's these shows where it's like, it's just glamorous, like fantastic mirrorless stuff flashing and transitions and all the stuff. And if you close your eyes and listen, it's like, what are they even talking about. <laughs> and so the, the great thing I like about your show is it has that fantastic balance of like, nothing's distracting you from what you guys are talking about. And that is like, so, so many people miss that. And um, you want to have that professional slick look and you want to have those pattern interrupts and you want to go, you know, all that stuff, but not um, for the, you know, at the sake or at the risk of losing what you're trying to say and what you guys is, what you guys are talking about is, is just fantastic. The, the guests that you guys are having just fantastic. And, and the show is really pro. So those mm -hmm. that are, that are watching right now or listening on Amazon, please go to social media news live and check out this show. It's, um, it's a great, it's kind of the best of both of those worlds. Oh, so congrats you. and kudos. Well, I think it's fun too. Is like, like I mentioned before is that I, I, I interview people who interest me, like who I've seen. I'm like, I always want to talk and like, and to be honest, I would rather have Jim Fuse on and Chris Stone than I would Gary Vanderchuk. I mean, Gary would probably bring in some numbers, mm -hmm. but I would rather talk to somebody. I'm like, now 
Now, what did you say? And not be worried about like, uh, you know, him just taking over. I mean, I want to ask questions that my audience I know is wanting to ask, you know, you don't see what, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's yeah. not always about the big names. Right. Cause I've had some of the big names and on, on some other shows and it's like pulling teeth to get them to answer questions or they'll not answer your question. You're like, what do I do now? I just asked like pretty, and they just danced. So, <laughs> right. um, but I mean, to be honest, I mean, and I think that comes across to your audience. It's like, if you are asking those great questions and that's the other thing is learn how to ask great questions. Like watch, you know, like Jimmy Fallon, you know, the old, I love the old um, Johnny Carson. He's an amazing entertainer and the way he asked questions. I know he's old school, but oh my gosh, he, he knew how to interview people and be entertaining. And so how do you, how do you get that into your show? So, yeah, I think you hit on it, Jeff, right? It's, it's more about draw out the expertise from your guest as opposed to trying to be the smartest person on the screen. And I think that, that, you know, is it, I think it's a skill that can be developed. I think it goes back to you've got to watch your show. It's like, oh, am I being too talkative? Am I over talking my guest or am I letting my guest talk? But I also like your point too is like, as much as you may say, oh, I could get this really big name, does it make sense? Or are they going to, take over the show and it's like, you know, was it really that great of a show? Especially if they're everywhere already. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, hidden talent out there. Um, which, uh, you know, and, and Jeff, something that you do and that I guess a lot of people don't think about is, is you repurpose your show and you do a lot of this yourself. Um, t- talk about how, how do you do that? What are maybe some of the, the tools that you like to use? Yeah, so my this quarter I'm really trying to build up my YouTube channel, and I've I've had some other channels, but the social media news live channel specifically, and we've only got like three or four. I mean, all the lives go live there, but I'm trying to take those and make them like YouTube videos, like where you have a hook and then the like a clip. So uh, everything for me starts with a transcript. So I love to script. I mean, that's what we use for guys' show that we use for Kim's, and so upload that as soon as we're done with the show. That gives me that transcript. That also gives me a way that I can go inside of the script and highlight things and make a clip of that. And so once I have made a clip of all those, like I think would make good sound bites, like usually a question and an answer, like from last week, there's some great where I asked Jim a question and he answered it. And it's like two to three minutes, which is perfect for social media. So I can actually go and take that and make it a video and I plug it in. Another one, another thing I looked at you guys, how you were repurposing with your on Facebook, the square video with your look, your, all your, your kind of marketing look. And I, you know, kind of copied that and used it for some of my stuff. So that's what I, I love to script. I also use the script to take out that beginning part. Like I said, when I'm starting the podcast machine and the ending part, I use the script to export my audio for my podcast. So I use it for that. Uh, and then, um, some of the tools, like, you know, we talked about the stream deck, but I just started. It's probably been the last uh, two or three weeks is using. The loop deck, which is really cool. Like if you're scaling video or if you're nudging clips or all sorts of stuff that you have to do a lot with your mouse and keyboard, this just it makes it faster and a lot more fun. So I love it. That's my biggest new tool that I um I love for editing and repurposing. The thing that I've used that's probably changed my show for the better, other than the stream deck, um, is like I told you, we had show notes that we did. Like if, when Jim came on, we have his like bio and, and the questions and those kind of things. And I didn't like it because my, you know, I'm looking at my camera right here. And when I get to that time where I introduce Jim, I'd go, 
And then Jim Fuse, he's an amazing guy. He does Amazon Live. And, and my eyes were not tracking. So the best thing I've done is gotten the uh, teleprompter that it's the Padcaster. Huh. And I stick my phone underneath there. And so I use a piece of software called Teleprompter Premium mm. that allows me, I have all my questions, I have all my segments in there. And so when I'm asking questions, I don't look down at my document. I'm looking inside of my my Padcaster and I can read you know, Jim's bio. I can ask the next question. And so I actually have, it's really cool, the Teleprompter Premium software lets you connect with your phone or your iPad. So I have it on my desktop and I also have my iPad. Uh, because my phone's in there that I have to use for the the teleprompter, and that has changed. I, you know, Chris, you were talking about how the the professional look of the thing, being able not to look down when I'm talking or asking questions, is a huge deal. It is, and that's probably the thing that changed my show for the better the most. It's funny you say that too, because I, Chris, and I joked about this a few weeks ago. Because uh, in case you don't know, folks, you can actually watch. Amazon Live on your TV set through the Amazon shopping app on the Fire Stick and I think probably the the Fire TV. So I I you know cuz my wife uh, maybe your guys wives do doesn't always watch my show and so she was watching this show and she was like I can't watch your show I'm like why well you keep looking down well it's because I was looking at the Amazon app on the phone right and right. so to your point right I now have this iPad that's elevated so I can just glance and change things. And I'm getting the teleprompter as well because you don't... It is, right? It's frustrating because there's things you want to make sure you don't forget and you don't want your eyes all over the place. But that just, you know, that just comes with time. And so it's interesting to hear, Jeff, that even as seasoned as you are, right, you're still finding things that you feel that you can improve at. Yeah. And I used to have my notes, like I'd make them really small and close to the camera as possible. Mm -hmm. But there's still this thing... And it also makes it really easy when I repurpose these videos. I usually am, I'm recording my own hook for those. And so I can have that and I'd be like, da, 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 hey, da, you know, Jim Fuse was on the, the show yesterday and I can do my hook and record it and do it really quickly with that. The only thing is, is the first time I had it all set up, I'm ready to go and I'm like, oh crap, my phone's in there. I've got to start Amazon Live. So luckily <laughs> I had it on my, my iPad and I was like, oh, okay, there I go. It started a little bit late, but I was like, Oh, you have that moment of like, oh crap! How do I do that now? So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as water being spilled into your lap. No, but, but it, I, yeah, yeah, it, I, I think, always have something. Yeah, it, it's not just for content creators though. I think I think you know everything is. There's so much virtual stuff going on. Job interviews, uh, you know, a sales uh, virtual presentations for you know your business uh, yeah, as an entrepreneur or whatever. Eye contact is key. If if they're not right. connecting with you, um, and and you have trouble, you know, trying to look at yourself because myself is right over here, and where you know, right. and if I were talking uh -huh. like this the entire time, nobody's gonna, nobody's really gonna connect with me. So I have to get used to not looking at my own face, right, or or having a like you like you have invest right. in a in a teleprompter, and then you get used to it, and you know, you just you knock it out. And so habit now, like. You're still like all this stuff is down below me, but habit I've just got made that I look at my at my camera. For years, I had a yellow uh, sticky note that had an arrow that pointed to the camera because I would always forget. And so now it's just kind of second nature when I start talking. I I just ignoring the stuff below me where you guys are and talking to the camera. <laughs> uh, but I've tried like three different um, uh, teleprompters, and I tell you, the Padcaster is the best by far. I have a Canon M50, which is what I use to stream with. 
and it actually has these mounts that go right on the front of your camera and you just slide the padcaster right on top of it. And so it's amazing. So I love that. I mean, I've tried like three of them. Like I even have a big iPad one that mounts on my big camera and all that stuff, but uh, it's, it's the best. So I love it. But you don't have to do all this at the beginning. Like, like I, you look back at the first stuff I did. I didn't have a background. I was using my iMac camera. I had probably the cam, the mic that was on my my iMac, and I eventually got a, a Yeti. And then two years ago, uh, Heil sent me the PR40, which is what you're hearing right now. Great mic. Yeah. Um, and so I love the PR40. It's a great, amazing mic. And so uh, Guy Kawasaki actually um, bought that after he bought. So I use that, and I use the Rodecaster Pro because I like to do all the you know the sound effects and all that kind of stuff and do all the cool stuff. And it also does a backup recording and it goes, my mic works with that. Well, Guy bought two of those, one for upstairs and one for downstairs. <laughs> wow. Because he likes to look, he likes to sit. And, and I actually am able to plug in my um, phone into the back of the Rodecaster and use my good mic when I do Clubhouse. And so Guy saw that. And he, wanted, he wanted to have a different setup for his Clubhouse studio <laughs> versus his. I'm like, okay, third world problems there, I guess. So, you know, yeah. gosh. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, we got it. We're gonna have to have. Uh, we're gonna have to have you back, Jeff. This has been an amazing conversation. Oh, it's been fun. Um, Nerding out about yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll do. Well, maybe we'll do a, an episode. You can teach us how to use the loop deck once Chris. Oh finds. yeah. See, it's amazing. Jim wants me to empty my bank account right now, Jeff. That's what he wants. <laughs> Just sell one of those guitars behind you. That's all you need to do. <laughs> They're props. That's a green screen. Look away. <laughs> it's all in Zoom. It's all done in Zoom. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. Yeah, this has been awesome, Jeff. I mean, you've given so much of your time. And uh, this is one of those ones where I get to the end of it. And of course, you know this being somebody who's who's doing production kind of behind the scenes. I, you know, there's so much information and Phil Hill mentioned as well. He's like, he couldn't write fast enough um, with, with all the great stuff that you were given. So this is one of those ones where I got to go back and I'm going to be team replay um, on, on, on this, because I know there was probably something that I missed because I was hammering out a banner or, or, you know, uh, switching this or switching that, but man, thank you so much for, for this. This has been awesome. And uh, you know, an honor for us to have you aboard, man. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. That was a lot Thanks, of fun. Man. Appreciate it. Did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Thanks to everybody that joined us uh, on Amazon and all the other tubes. Um, and as always, don't fear the gear. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations. You've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also include added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gears.